Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fantasy Booking Challenge 3000. My name is Dave Cohen. I'm the host. Today, my guest, very good friend of mine, we met in college. Yes. Mr. Joseph Winchell. Hi, Dave. How you doing? Thanks for having me on Fantasy Booking. No problem. You know, this is something that you and I have always joked about. No, we became friends, I think. Yeah, I think I think we became friends wrestling. in wrestling. Yeah. yeah. When did you when did you get into wrestling? What's your earliest wrestling memory? I can't remember a time I didn't watch wrestling. I'm one of those kids that literally I have that story of I would go see my grandfather. My grandfather loved wrestling mm -hmm. and his two favorite wrestlers were Jake the Snake Roberts and The Undertaker. I actually remember watching. Just, remember when wrestling was on the weekends during the day, like it was like superstars or something like that yeah. on the weekends. They would do like a recap. I remember watching the recap of when The Undertaker debuted. Like that's my my earliest memory and everything. And that's why I've been a diehard Undertaker fan ever since. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I watched it since I was like, even I, I was one of those guys that when people were like, were like, yeah, I don't really watch it anymore. I'm like, yeah, me neither. I don't want to. Meanwhile, DVRing raw, raw at home and like I have five t-shirts on, on order. <laughs> right, right, right. So, but I love it. It's like one of my favorite things in the world. So today I'm tasking you with rebooking the New World Order in 2002. Uh they were brought in by Vince McMahon. Yeah. Uh, to Surprisingly, it was a big shock when they were originally brought. I didn't see it coming. I didn't read the rags. You know what I you know what I realized as I was as I was doing some uh, research for this is that they announced that the NWO was coming back um, on an episode of SmackDown, mm -hmm. which means it was taped. So people knew like days beforehand. Yeah, people knew on Tuesday. Because it was that reveal of Vince and the cherry was like talking to himself. Or like, but there was a couple of these, right? Yeah. Him so, and well, Flair were there, like, there was there was multiple ones throughout that event, and then yeah. it ended. SmackDown ended with him spinning around in the chair saying, "I'm gonna inject the WWF with a lethal dose of poison." Um, but yeah, I was I was surprised to to see that it happened on SmackDown. You would have thought such a big Raw. thing as right. It would have been live on Raw. This way, it couldn't leak to anybody. But it, they did it on SmackDown. I'm it, sure. I, I'm sure it popped a rating though. They were also running so many shows at that time that I'm sure like it was like the only, like there was probably no way not to do it because Raw was probably like overly booked as usual. <laughs> well, it was only two hours back then. That's it right. It was still only two hours. The glorious two-hour days. Uh, so just to give everybody sort of a rundown of what we're doing. Yeah. Um, the storyline is starting at No Way Out, the pay-per-view, February 17th. Um, everything leading up to that is exactly the same. Vince spinning around in the chair. He's bringing the NWO in to kill the WWF because of what happened with Ric Flair at the Royal Rumble and yada, yada, yada. So that's when it starts. Yeah. You're tasked with ending the storyline, even though the storyline ended... Much it ended sooner. after Mania, in my opinion. It ended, uh, yeah, as soon as Hogan turned face, and then Kevin Which Nash was got the month after. Kevin Nash got oh, injured. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my uh, God. I was so upset about Yeah. So and then it, it ended with Vince McMahon coming out, I think on SmackDown again. It might have been Raw, uh, to the NWO music. And Vince basically said, that's the last time you're ever going to hear the NWO music. The NWO is finished. Yeah, which is not true at all. That's, that's, how, it, uh, that's how that storyline wrapped up. I like how Vince was just kind of like, he's like, how are we going to write ourselves out of this? And yeah, he's just, just going like, to go on stage and say, uh, that's over. <laughs> I'm going to do my Vince thing. Yeah. It'll be fine. I forget that happened. Uh, but, but for the purposes of what we're doing today, the uh, storyline is going to end 
November 17th at Survivor Series. Which makes so much more sense in the long run when you like look at this. I could have I could have said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna stretch it out all the way to the next WrestleMania. Nah, don't need it. Let's I don't think I I also contemplated ending it at SummerSlam, but then I thought, eh, two you know, a group like NWO group Survivor Series. That seems like the most logical place to end it. So just to give people an idea of what was going on in the WWF at the time, uh, the champions as of No Way Out. Great champions, by the way, some of these. Yeah, the the undisputed champion, Chris Jericho. My favorite Chris Jericho run of all time, and I'm doing my best not to do any any fuck with it, by the way, because it was it's the GOAT era. Like it's... Right. Uh, the intercontinental champion was w- William Regal. One of the greatest intercontinental champions. Tag team champions surprised me because I don't remember this. Spike, I don't remember this either. I, I actually and Taz. I looked up footage of this because I don't remember this. I think Taz came to Spike's rescue because he was getting bullied by the Dudleys. Yeah. I think that's what happened. Uh, European champion Diamond Dallas Page. Remember that? This is when he was all smiley and. This was when he was doing the self help thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is actually real. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the hardcore champion was Maven. The cruiserweight champion was Tajiri. Awesome. And the women's champion was Jazz. I remember. That. I remember Jazz's women's championship. So uh, uh, those were the champions. I could go through the entire roster. I'm not gonna. Nah, I don't have to do that. We don't need to do that. You could. You maybe put it up later or something like yeah. that. Just so people know. We can just like scroll the it'll list. Be, it'll <laughs> be in the uh, the information down below. But the roster, I was actually saying this before we came on, I'm going to thank you for giving me this era. Because if you had given me like WWF in like 92, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Mantar and shit. Um, dumpster. Yeah. See? <laughs> uh, now, to make this a little bit more interesting and a little bit more challenging to you, I yeah. can also give you some notes from the chairman. Yeah, I saw so that. These are, these are requirements that he has said you need to work with uh, to make the storyline happen. So I'm just going to read it. I'm going to do my best Vince impression. Are you ready for this? Go ahead. God damn it, pal. We got to make sure Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are up to their best behavior. Maybe surrounding them with their buddies will keep them in line. I'm talking Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and X-Pac. Whether with the NWO or against them, the click can hopefully keep one another in line. So that's your first requirement. Yeah, that's, that's easy. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and X-Pac needs to be involved in you the know, storyline. I love how you put this down here. Like, that's one of the, like, it's it's just funny to be like, if I really was booking this, like, I, I would do that anyway. I, like, I, I gave, <laughs> Well, I gave you an easy one because yeah. there's going to be much more difficult ones that pop up throughout. Oh, I'm sure. The second requirement have you seen this son of a bitch, Brock Lesnar? This guy is the next big thing. Oh, no, I, I asked when his debut was. But he hadn't. Should we do some context? He had not debuted yet. Yeah, but he will over the course of this. In, in real life, he debuts the day after WrestleMania. Yeah, he does. Yeah, okay. Now, if you want to take like a, a realistic approach, for about a month and a half, two months before WrestleMania, he had been appearing in dark matches. Yeah, so that I did. is. He is already on the radar if you want to yeah. bring him in earlier. That's up to you. No, uh, somebody like that. We'll see. All right. Well, as far as No Way Out goes, like I actually was looking at the card to this whole thing, and I really wouldn't change much at this. Okay. 
the only thing I would change. There's two more requirements. Just let me read them off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You didn't go in. Yeah. So Survivor Series needs to end in a big blow off between WWF and NWO. Mm -hmm. And then the very last note I have for you, I threw this in there just to sort of maybe sprinkle an idea into your head, but you don't have to go with it. I said, the invasion just ended and sucked. Please don't make me regret once again dipping into WCW territory. Maybe you can get the bad taste out of the fans' mouths. So they want, so, yeah. he wants, want me to make me forget the fans. Of, God, that was a so you've You've been given the, uh, the very tough duty of maybe making the fans feel a little bit better about the WCW invasion. Yeah, I mean, I always felt that's what... It, it just was weird that they came like three months after it ended. It's and weird that the the invasion ended with Ric Flair coming back. Yeah, it's Ric weird. Flair, the day after Survivor Series 2001, Ric Flair yeah. came back and said, oh, I'm now co-owner. It's you and like, I are both partners. I'll never forget it. And it was awesome. It was awesome, but it was like... This, where was this six months ago? Where was this six months ago? Where were, I mean, you also could have said like, you could have... Hindsight is 2020. Hindsight's so always 2020. Ric Flair returns in November 2001. The NWO comes in February 2002. Yeah. Scott Steiner comes in November 2002. Goldberg comes in like April 2003. Yeah, it was like every contract they couldn't get right. came anyway. Right. Like it, I've always said to like, if they had waited even three months, you would have had Hogan Hall and Nash midway through as a surprise. Right. Right. You know, yeah. like if Vince McMahon didn't start a football league. They yeah. would have plenty of money to throw at all these contracts. But yeah, I mean, we've always just, just. I mean, I'm, he did have plenty of money. Let's be real. You could, yeah, said, yeah, yeah. you could have said to Sting or Goldberg. I mean, Sting didn't want to come in because he was upset about how he would be he be treated. But you could have said to, let's say, Kevin Nash, who yeah. was very verbal, saying, "I'm going to sit out my Time Warner contract," you know, and yeah. and then I'm going to come in, which yeah. makes sense. Sit yeah, at home, collect a million dollars. Yeah. You could have said to him, Hulk Hogan, you could have said, you know what? Come in freaking April 2001. I'll pay. Let's say they were making $3 million at WCW. Could have said, I'm going to pay you $4 million. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I know that I'm going to make that money back in merchandise sales, in ticket sales. Yep. Now, the problem you get is you got to start juggling egos. Yeah, that's but that's always been the issue, especially with those specific egos. That's where WCW always failed. Is that's one of the things they would do? They would be like, I mean, they were just throw money at it. I mean, that's right. that story I love about them. It was the fake Diesel, fake Razor stuff. They called them down to Florida and they were like, "Sign this." I'm like, "What are you talking?" All right. right, you know what I mean? Like, it, but you can't do that because then all of a sudden you're not juggling egos anymore. Right. So, like, if if they would have brought in, that's if they would if they would have paid the big money to get those guys in for the invasion, and we're talking about yeah. the invasion, even though they're booking the NWO, but yeah. if they would have paid the big money to get those guys in, how does a guy like Stone Cold, who might have been making two million dollars a year, feel now that Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash well, are coming in at four million dollars? You know, so you got that was a thing that turns out that ended up being a thing, and you know, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, who. Who deserves to get paid more money? Hulk Hogan, the past star, or the dude that's been fucking carrying the company on his back for the last right. decade and a half? So it's 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 understandable why it didn't happen right away. Yeah, um, but you, mega you, egos, as we say. You could have you could have done so much there. You could have though, you if you had gotten just one more guy. <laughs> for real though, 
And I think I think the guy that could have been easily convinced was Ric Flair. Yeah, I I think Rick. I don't know. I, Rick was always upset about how WCW went down the tubes. I think because of the I'm mean, and, and that it's supposed to suck to work there in the last three years. So I think he was just kind of bitter, and he didn't you know. And he wasn't. He he also had like he had to get surgery too. I think didn't he? Was he not in great shape at that time? Maybe I don't really know. I remember I know, he wrestled. I know he wasn't last, wrestling towards the end. He wrestled yeah. the last match against right. Sting with in a shirt on because he was yeah, in such shirt on. I know. Yeah, but um, I think he had an But uh, to also let everybody know how this is going to work, uh, I have a list in front of me of fifty-two swerves or events. That might mm-hmm. that I'm gonna Chance randomly mark. throw in there. I got a timer. The timer's randomly gonna go off, and when that happens, the number generator is gonna run. It's gonna tell me which one of these requirements you suddenly have to work into your plans. And there's some things as simple as, you know, a baby face turn. Someone's gotta turn face. Somebody's gotta turn face. Gotcha. Something as simple as. Uh, I don't know if I want to remember. a six man tag team match. The next show has to feature a six man tag team match. And then you got some other interesting ones such as um Bob Backlund wanders into the arena and needs to be booked in the next segment. Bob Backlund? You love Bob Backlund. I just, I just love the idea that Bob because Bob Backlund would wander into the arena. He totally would. And uh ask to be booked. Let's also clarify that what we're booking right now is basically, like you said, we're not ending at Mania. We're actually basically almost damn near starting at Mania. Mm-hmm. Again, one of the things about this feud that I'm like, right, that's why I, I'm doing, I, when I was really looking, I watched a couple of videos of some of the more prominent stuff, at least the NWO stuff. And all I, all I did was I'm like. Those <sighs> fantastic promo videos with like the. Oh, amazing promo yeah, video. With the NWO and turning the, you know, the, 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 uh, the No Way Out logo. Yeah. changing to the nwo and whatnot yeah and never forget it man the promo videos even in the invasion era though i was there's remember when freddie blassie stood up i was like yep that's <laughs> awesome it was amazing and then the matches <laughs> right. uh would you have changed even though we're not booking it so Go this ahead. has nothing to do with the game this has nothing to do with fantasy booking challenge would you have changed anything concerning the nwo's announcement yeah, I would have changed that completely. I would have, I wouldn't have changed Vince bringing them in. Okay, I would have changed because I, I really like the idea because it, so much time had passed in that I would have liked the idea of having Scott Hall and Kevin Nash come in the same way that they came in the WCW, almost like through the crowd with like bats or something like that. Maybe with ski masks on, something like that, like sort of to mirror how they first debuted in WCW, because that it always made no sense to me that they would just announce it right off the bat because this was it, this would have been so much better as a pop like you know like and then you do the big announcement thing so i would have changed that i you know or the other thing i maybe would have done was like you know had them come back and actually like we're gonna ask for jobs and everything like that and like and then and then all of a sudden you realize that they're actually in the end they're still doing the nwo thing like hogan shows up but i wouldn't have i wouldn't have i wouldn't have I would have announced it with them appearing. I wouldn't have announced it with Vince all of a sudden. And then I would have had Vince come out and be like, it was me. It was the one I brought him in because the Ric Flair narrative would have still made sense. I would have just made it more of a surprise. I got you. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that goes back to the fact that they did it on SmackDown. That was very surprising. Taped. So. It's fucking taped. Whatever. 
They did it. Um, right, so let's get going. All right. No Way Out, February 17th, 2002. Begin, okay. Joe. Entertain the chairman. Okay, so NWO 2002, everybody's coming in hot uh, off of the NWO stuff. Uh, I won't, I, I, there's really not a whole lot I would uh, change about this card because there's a lot of feuds still kind of going right now and a lot of stuff going with the Undisputed Championship because there was a tournament beforehand, right? Or the, for uh, where, I mean, Chris Jericho beat Stone Cold Steve Austin and the, uh, the, the same night. night. Exactly. So what I'm really going to focus on here is the NWO stuff. And really this was, it was weird because this was kind of, I, I, I'm going to, uh, this whole pay-per-view, I'm playing all the NWO stuff, all of it. More vignettes, more of them screwing with everybody throughout the whole event. Keep some of the single stuff with the championship. Don't have them screw with that yet because they're not, that's too much right now. But anything like, like them coming out and just messing and get, you know, and backstage messing, you know, more of that stuff. And not as, and not as like little as they did it where they were like kind of fans at one point backstage during raw, they're the NWO. They're in there to start messing with people uh, all the way up until the main event, which they did interfere. And in, if I'm, if I remember that event correctly, um, where they actually, uh, where they get in Stone Cold Steve Austin's face and they, they cost him the shot, but more of them just, we it was billed as NWO, no way out. I wanted to feel that way. Backstage vignettes, them cutting promos backstage saying that we're not just coming anymore, we're here. You know what I mean? And Vince with them the whole time too. I want Vince with them. I want Vince to assume the Bischoff role right now, sort of, right? That's what he's doing right now. And, you know, towards the end, and he comes out at the end of it and he kind of, sort of in a little way renews the Stone Cold rivalry a little bit because he's with them. You know, so that's pretty much what I would do just do for, N for No Way Out at that point. I would just pump up the NWO, everything that they've been doing. Make them the NWO. Everybody knows who they are. You don't have to ease into this shit. Hulk so, Hogan, pictures of The Rock. What is that? So you wouldn't, you wouldn't have them come out at the start of the pay-per-view and say, we're here to make the WWF better. No, no. Backstage. We are the NWO. We are here to be the NWO. I want them backstage doing the black and white vignettes and everything. The only time that they're out there is when they're messing with people. Otherwise, and you can do it in like a nice swank. Like, remember when they were doing like all the, like in the limo and everything like that, like back with the cigars and shit like that, that I want to see a little throwback to that. It's the NWO, be the NWO, but be it like right away. Like you're hitting, you're going in zero to 60. Everybody knows who these guys are. You don't have to ease into it. I never understood that when they were like, we're not here to mess with people. Like literally that's what you were here for. You know what I mean? They just said that. So that's pretty much what I would do for that, you know? And that aftermath on Raw, they just to move right into that sort of week of TV a little bit, that aftermath of Raw and SmackDown, that continues that whole week, right? That will continue and it goes even harder. I would start that Raw with the NWO coming out and then making a formal promo in the ring, right? I think there's something better because they'll m mess with everybody in there. And there's just the three of them, right? Just mm -hmm. the three of them right now. And Vince, Vince has assumed the Bischoff role, right? That continues into them now, like sort of Vince is like, you know, warring with Rick the whole time. Rick has to come out at some point on Raw with other interfering and say his piece about it. But Rick stands alone. He doesn't have an NWO with him. So they beat the crap out of him. Uh, you know, they beat the crap out of him as a great beating Rick Flair will take. Yep. Um, and that in SmackDown kind of continues in the SmackDown and everything. And SmackDown's when they really start messing with the stars more. Stone Cold Steve Austin, by the way, this whole this whole week and everything has been sort of like, you know, like uh, looking for him a little bit. Because at this point, Austin is uh, on the hunt for the Undisputed Championship. You cost him the title. He's going to come after you and everything like that. Gotcha. But because he's with McMahon, he can't get to him and everything like that. 
Okay. Uh, but that's basically the first week. It's just them. They got to rain terror. Everything start messing with stars. Start being the NWO. You know. I always thought I don't, I I can't remember if they did this during the actual story, but I think they they could have done more with the idea that the WWF is going to destroy the. I mean, the NWO is going to destroy the WWF not yeah. just by beating up the wrestlers, yeah. but by interfering in the business aspect yeah. of it. I think that would have been a. You know, kind of a cool, you know, angle to go at. You know, interrupting. Remember when William Regal interrupted, went into the Raw production when he was the GM. Yeah. He went to the production truck and they and yeah. he made them turn off the feed for the championship match. I can't remember who was in it, but he but and Raw ended like early. Like, yeah, I remember like black screen for like you know three minutes or whatever it was. Yeah, I remember shit like that. Yeah, you that's know? what I'm saying. That's what. And then you can have Ric so, Flair. You can have Ric Flair answering to the board of directors. You know, you know. Yeah. I'm so sorry. You know, th- to add a little bit more pressure. To, yeah, and that's to actually that's funny. That's actually what I was building to. I mean, that's okay. sort of the storyline that you build is they start being the NWO. I had a great bit that I wanted to do. What is it? Um, where because again, I'm I'm a big big. I don't think he was on the. I don't think he was on the roster yet. Um, but I wanted to, if, if, I was, I was saying like, if, if, if at one point now nah, I'm going to save that for later, I have an idea. I'm going to put a pin in that. Um, <laughs> I just had an idea on the fly anyway. Um, yeah. So that's actually basically those, that whole month is going to be stuff like that. And basically them, Vince saying, I own half this company, stuff like that. I say the show ends earlier. I say the show starts, you know, something like that. Him and Rick going back and forth, but Rick at all the meetings the whole time. So you do vignettes of him in like Titan Tower answering the board of directors almost weekly and everything like that. Okay. Uh, Vince does not show up to any of these anymore. Again, Vince, it's so much so Vince assumes a Bischoff role that he slowly starts dressing like, like Eric. Okay. Like, I, I think he comes out and like, not like the exact thing, but he's got the shirt and he's got the leather jacket, leather jacket and everything. Yeah. And they treat him like Eric and everything like that. Um, you know, all of that stuff. I'm, I was really big on this Vince narrative. I really, and I want Vince's ego to be at an all time high. You know what I mean? Austin's looking for him the whole time. They've been messing with all the wrestlers. The matches that you would build, the biggest change I would have going in the mania, what you were building, it's Austin versus Hogan, which is what I always really wanted to see. I don't, I'm not taking anything away from the Rock Hogan match. I love that match. Right. But, I would have booked it the other way around. I would have, I, I'm going to switch the heat's going to start going with, and this is also presumably uh, a Scott Hall. Who's a uh, straight on the straight and narrow, at least in this, this fantasy booking at I this mean, time. It's fantasy booking. Let's yeah, exactly. say so I would actually put Scott Hall firing at all cylinders. I think would work really well with the rock. I always thought that match went on the same page would be amazing because they have such similar sort of style. And like, I always thought like Razor Ramon was a little bit of a proto, like what the rock became more arrogant later on. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shade in that. So I could see a lot. I want to see Austin versus Hogan. I think that was the bigger match. That's what you're building to with your big two card matches right there. Okay. Nash, you don't really do anything with, but I want interactions with, cause he's on the roster. I want interactions with Shawn Michaels, like sort of with Nash and Michaels. It's this thing of like, Hey, Hey, like, you know what I mean? Like, I know you are. I don't agree with what you're doing, but I respect you because of our history. But it's and slowly that starts to unravel as well. So that's your three sort of guys that are slowly going to unravel into matches at Mania, right? Okay. So that's what you're building for that whole month. You're building to Michaels versus basically Diesel again. I don't care if it's the same match. I think that 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 people love the. I think that looks great on the. That's nostalgia 100. percent Austin versus um, Hogan. And then Hall versus The Rock for your big buildup and everything like that. You're not going to run over The Rock either at all. This is the week before this. I'm going to go right to the, the go home, to two go home shows for this. Okay. The week before this, everything kind of builds to a boil. All right. 
and before, before you say anything yeah oh no do i have I've a card just, i've just received a message from the chairman god what do i gotta do let's see don't I tell me number something. generator we're on panties man well oh no <laughs> no <laughs> there's been a surprise hiring oh, okay that's better than an injury I'm going to choose the random number generator here again. I've randomly assigned uh, who might get hired. Okay. For the error, right? Yes, it's for the error. It's not like Kenny Omega is going to get I was going to say, Kenny Omega. <laughs> uh, number three. Oh, no. Please don't be Bob Backlund. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> it's Eric Bischoff. Wow, uh, I have to jumpstart a bunch of stuff then <laughs> because right. he was going to so get hired. It's interesting, yeah, he he comes in, so he came in in. So is he coming in before Mania, He's or can I book him for Mania? I think you can book him for Mania. Okay, so then this is perfect, right? Yeah. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go right into booking Mania because that blow off is basically them destroying The Rock and Austin twice in a night in tag match. You put Rock and Austin in tag match, uh, SmackDown, and they just get desk. You do the whole thing, spray paint them and everything like that. Have them stand over them, make the baby faces look like they're gonna, you know, all the way. Like you gotta sell it. The NWO is here, so they're like Austin spray. You do them. What I want them to do is sort of like beat the crap out of them and then sort of lay them across each other, and then on the Rock's back. They do NWO in white, and Austin's back to do NWO in black, and they just kind of stand over him and everything like that. I want an image, you know, stuff that people are never going to forget, shit like that. And, you know, uh, and end the thing about it is, I like end WrestleMania with people booing. Yeah, something like that. Like so that's... basically, like, but that's the go home show. So going in the mania, oh, okay. I'm saying this right now NWO cleans house. NWO cleans house with help from Vince. To the, and the, the final match is Austin versus Hogan, right? Mm -hmm. And, it's God willing that, 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 you know, Hogan's Hogan's willing to do business this night. Cause this should be an amazing match. Uh, McMahon's at ringside and everything like that. Um, and you know, Hogan wins Hogan triumphs in, in, in a way. And it's unbelievable the way that he triumphs and it's, it's, he's won. That's how mania closes out, but all is, you know, and they're all in the ring together, right? They're all in the ring together and all hugging and Vince gets on the, and Vince gets on the, the stick at the end. And he's just like, this is the beginning. I'm going to, I, I told you, Rick, I was coming for you. And then all of a sudden, the, you know, one of the guys will grab, you know, it'll be like Hogan and he'll just, you know, and they'll say like, you know, because early in the night, they'll have said something like, uh, we have a surprise for you at the end of this night. If everything goes well, big surprise. And as I say, remember we told you I had that surprise for you? And then out of the audience, a hooded figure comes out and just cold clocks Vince. And they just, and all of a sudden, Kevin Nash, they all just start stomping the crap out of Vince and everything like that. And this hooded figure with the hood, sort of reminiscent of the uh, greater power from, uh, from 1999. I like, that. I like that because Vince okay. has been acting like Bischoff. So what yeah. better way for Bischoff to come in and say, fuck you, than exactly. to sort of mock something Vince did. Yeah. So, and then eventually, and then, and I want the exact same thing where it was just like, boom. And it's like, it's me, Vince, it's me. Like do sort of me the whole time. And then you could, what I wanted to do was something where it's revealed that when he brought in the NWO, he was too filled with, you know, vengeance and rage. And he didn't see the fine print and he actually hired uh, Bischoff as well as a, as, a, as a partial owner of the company through, through some sort of like uh, lawyer flim flammery, which, which, I actually believe Hogan would be very good at. So, yeah, so that's how now. So now, now Vince 
has nothing. Vince thought like WrestleMania, that's it. I've defeated it. I've taken all, you know, and then Bischoff comes in and the whole full NWO is now here. That's how Mania ends with the real, the original NWO, the outsiders, Hogan, Hall and Nash, and then Bischoff standing tall on a WWE stage. I think that would be a legendary image in the NWO shirts, you know? Um, and like, so that's, I mean, that, that book's mania. Oh, it took a lot out of me. <laughs> Breathe, drink some water. Yeah. Um, so, and then this is funny because I saw the brand split. This whole build, I know right now, if we're going to book the brand split, book it the way it should be. Throughout the month, this is when the NWO starts acquiring other, you know what I mean? Like, you know, X-Pac will probably, I would keep X-Pac as the first one to come back into the fold. Big show. I want to start working an angle too, because with Big Show on there, I want that. I always thought it'd be really cool with the NWO trying to court Undertaker, because Undertaker's. Oh, I think there's a great narrative to be said in there with uh, with Undertaker um, always being the WWE guy. You know what I mean? Like the tried and true. I believe he's a heel at this point, but you start sort of doing little things where it's like you know. It's, it's Diesel. Hey, man, I know you know me, but everything like that, coming up to him and being like, let me just talk to you, man. Maybe it's take. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And everybody's kind of and you do it in a way where, you know, everybody doesn't kind of know, like and you build that starting in this month, but it doesn't pay off for another two months. But that starts here. Okay. Meanwhile, okay. the NWO is collecting their members and everything like that. Anybody who is a classic member of the NWO that's on the roster, for the most part, would probably up on there like Big Show, X-Pac um wow what is <laughs> landstorm no um not a little better than canyon da, 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 da. yeah so you just start acquiring and if i'm looking at it and i'm trying to be like because when you when you, when i was looking at the roster being like all right well who would be on the nwo there's a lot of people that i'm like well this person would never be in the nwo but i like the idea of like people like mark henry joining because okay. i think someone like mark henry would actually have a lot to offer the nwo mm-hmm so that's what they do you get your regular you get you get your uh x-pac will come in you get like mark henry um yeah you get like mark henry and then that's what it is you start building to the brand split what the brand split's basically going to be is that hopefully by this point the nwo would become very large within the roster okay okay right you've got several members of the nwo at this point and it's kind of become it'll that that brand split which was it just called the brand split or was it called bragging rights no it was back then it was just the brand split the brand extension i think is what they call that's it. not a pay-per-view though that's just like that the draft no. yeah that's just the draft the very first draft okay so then really at that point i mean you don't even you don't even need the brand split anymore because the brand split is already started organically within the nwo nwo is basically going to start courting WWE wrestlers to do what I always wanted them to do in WCW, create a separate brand, create, start creating a company. And that's what Eric Bischoff is slowly doing in here right now is talking to everybody, getting, and that's when they get someone like Mark Henry on their side. And all of a sudden Vince is like, Mark Henry has been a loyal for me for years. Like what the hell is happening here? And then they start courting the undertaker and Vince sees this and, and Vince, again, Vince, you haven't seen it in a while. Actually, I take that back. Vince is after being humiliated in mania, Vince is gone. It's just Rick. Now Rick, they can't find Vince. They have no idea what's going on. Vince is going, it's just Rick running the company right now. And, the, and as we all know, Rick hates the NWO, always has. And actually in real life, he really does. Um, so he's he's going to everybody being like, listen, I know Vince isn't around. I'm doing the best job I can. Don't listen to what they're saying. You know, um, we're, you stay here with me. We have a good company, everything like that. Um, 
and then they have an interaction. They have to have an interaction between Eric and 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 Rick on probably about midway through this, building up to backlash. Midway through this, just you know, you have Rick come out and said it's like you were the cause of the company falling last time. Not gonna happen to it again. This he goes, you can go on one of those really good Rick Flair. Well, you know, remember, remember when Rick was like almost retired and he had that promo on Carlito, guys taking my spot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Talk about I will not let you ruin the company for these boys. Cause he always really good when he talks about young wrestlers and he's like, I you know, it's like my job to keep this place afloat. I don't know where Vince is, but it's me. And then Eric says, you never stood a chance. You never stood a chance against me. And then, and I wasn't the only reason that went down. Maybe it was, maybe it was the fact that you let the fact that you couldn't remember that you were Rick, weren't Rick Flair anymore. You let that company down type shit. Um, I've just received another message. Okay, go ahead. From the chairman. He is requiring, oh, this is bad news. Somebody has been injured for one month. Who? Oh. So for one month, they cannot participate. Random number generator. And this is very realistic. Oh, no. Tell me it's fucking Nash. And Kevin Nash is injured yeah. for one month. We're going to go with the we're gonna go with the old uh, knee injury on this one, aren't we? Yeah. So there you go. All yeah. right. Can I keep him on TV? You can keep him on TV. He cannot wrestle. Fine. That's fine. That's fine. I want to keep him. I want to keep him with the take. He's going to one that's going to court taker. He's going to do all the taker vignettes. Okay. So he doesn't have to wrestle or anything. I want to shoot stuff him in bars, stuff like that. You know, and one of those things sort of like David Lynchy, where you don't, you sort of like the camera kind of pans out, they start talking, you don't really hear what they say. I you. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, but also my big reveal, that's right. Uh, during this time, building up to backlash as they start acquiring members, um, there's going to be a debut right before, uh, right, uh, there's going to be a debut right before backlash. And it's going to, Brock Lesnar is going to debut as a member of NWO. Okay. Let's just get real wacky with this right off the bat. <laughs> uh, but I want to, I don't know how to. Is he with Paul Heyman? Um, no. Okay. Uh, I have a reason for this because Paul, it would, narratively, it makes no sense. Narratively, why would Paul Heyman ever team up with Eric Bischoff? No, no. He's with them. He's with Eric Bischoff. He debuts technically. He comes out with Bischoff. Bischoff sort of is going to assume the Heyman role. Okay, interesting. Sort of, you know what I mean? But it's sort of surrounding the idea of surrounding Brock with Hulk, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, instant star. Exactly. You know that's sort of the idea. Debut him as a heel. He's better as a heel anyway. Right. Don't let him fucking talk. <laughs> Make him sort of the the enforcer who's but like showcase him. Put him in these big prominent matches and everything. So during, during these months building up the backlash, you debut Lesnar, he goes out there, he does the Lesnar thing, impressive stuff like that. Um, debut as the newest enforcer of the NWO, the NWO is growing more. We're building up the backlash. So March 25th, all right. So backlash here for the NWO matches at this point, we're going to, this backlash is about sort of showcasing Lesnar and Hogan's not going to work two pay-per-views in a row. So I'm not even going to go off that tree. Um, um, but he will be, he'll be featured there. Um, so for backlash, it's all about sort of starting to showcase the other members of the NWO. You're going to have matches with Mark Henry. And again, matches with Mark Henry, you're flying colors. No one comes out to any other music except the NWO. If you're a member of the end, no one's come. Mark Henry isn't coming out to Mark Henry's music. Mark Henry's coming out. Everybody comes out with them too. I don't care if there's 30 members at this point. I want every member coming out and constantly surrounding the ring. Anytime there's an NWO match, just watching. Okay, it's just this idea of them growing and everybody all the time. The last four people to come out are Bischoff, a Hogan. Like I, I, I really want I, I like. 
you froze. You still there, bud? There's out of this. I mean, you've got a lot of secondary. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. You froze for a little bit. The last thing oh, I heard. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, um, no, no. The last. So thing basically, heard, the last thing I heard was the the last four that would come out was Bischoff, Hogan. Yeah. yeah. To kind of give you this image of this grand gang idea. I got you. Um, so that's what, and then Backlash is another one where, uh, and again, Backlash is another one where um, I want to showcase. This is about showcasing the NWO secondary talent. Um, at this point, especially after Mania and the and the image of the Rock and Austin being defeated, they've been gone from TV for a little while, but that's why I haven't brought them up yet, but they're going to come back soon. So this is all about building the NWO, all about making them look fierce and everything like that. And I, I do believe that you can just have them run through about two pay-per-views in a row because everybody's like backlash is usually WrestleMania revenge, except no, there's nothing because your biggest stars are gone. They defeated him at mania. What, what, what do you have to say in the ray? Rhino? Rhino's not going to stop him, you know? So backlash again, I, I would do predominantly, like I would do this idea of kind of like the attempt at revenge and it just, none of it, none of it works and everything like that. They run over every member. Like it's, it's NWO all the way, like a heel sort of, do you remember the NWO pay-per-view? Sold out. Yeah. 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 That except not that cheap or like they, they, they won they every match in garbage trucks. Yeah. No, no, no. This would just kind of be like, this would just kind of be like, it's a takeover type thing of like, it would start with backlash and you do like the spray paint over the decals and everything like that. And it would just be NWO backlash. And they run over everybody again. Uh, and that, that backlash is going to end with a match between um, Ric Flair and Brock Lesnar. Okay. That's your main event right there. Okay. Um, and Lesnar is going to fucking destroy Ric Flair um, in, in a humiliating way. Um, they're going to, you know, he's going to send him back to the locker room with his tail between his legs. They stand tall again. And because of that, the next day on raw, they acquire several tasks. So if you're a mid card and you're champion right now, and, uh, if you're mid card guy, like I'm going to say right now, Mr. Perfect's definitely going to go over to the NWO. Uh, you're going to put Rikishi in the NWO. You're going to put, um, Sean O'Hare NWO. Cause what the hell is you going to do with him? Um, Hey now, I'm going to, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Devil's advocate. That was a good gimmick. That was a good gimmick. Wasn't I agree. Telling you anything you didn't already know. Exactly. Um, I would absolutely put Billy Kidman in there. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, I would definitely put Billy Kid. He's under. I, Billy Kidman's always been underutilized to me, and I feel like uh, that would work out really well. Um, and then, basic. Yeah, Mark Henry. Yeah, Mark, Mark Jindark, anybody who's got something to prove just uh, that, that would go into the NWO mid-card, but they have to be WWE. They can't have to, because narratively, you can't have been in ECW beforehand. Like, I wouldn't put Just Incredible in there because he was in ECW. So why would he go all of a sudden join the NWO? Oh, so he still, has, for... he still has loyalty to Heyman? So... Yeah, all those guys, I would say. Would Tommy Dreamer join the NWO? Well, no, Probably not. Tommy Dreamer would not. However, a guy like Just Incredible who, you know, yeah. Didn't wasn't able to get his Take that back. Text yeah. So basically I'm saying if you're a mid, if you're a mid-carter guy, right. you're you're joining the NWO, okay? You're just building 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 and you're building I've uh, I I've just received a message from the chairman. Oh. He likes everything you're saying so far. However, damn it, pal. We need a know. feel good moment. I need a reunion of some sort. 
What does that mean? He wants he wants one of the shows coming up to end. Two guys hugging in the ring, slapping each other, high five. Reunion. Now I guess I, I the chairman did not specify whether this okay. is a heel team reuniting. Okay. This is a babyface team reuniting. What do you got? Can I book it for uh, the Judgment Day? Okay. Okay. I can book it, or do you want to break, book it on the on the the Raw leading up to Judgment Day? That's up to you. You're the booker. I'm gonna book it on the Raw leading up to Judgment Day. Okay. Uh, but, by the way, meanwhile, this whole time, and I've uh, these uh. Nash is uh, by this time would be good again, right? He'd be good by yes. A month is past. A month is past. Okay. Okay. So okay. Uh, So the month before, like again, NWO tears through everybody like that. Ric Flair defeated. He has nothing left. Um, the whole while this is going on, you don't hear a whole lot from Triple H and Shawn Michaels. This whole, that's sort of like. You have your loyalties to WWE, you have your loyalties to your friends. And everybody's been this whole time throughout this month has kind of been like, where were you? Like, you know, certain moments, maybe they come out a little bit too late and anything like that. And it's it's not because you're not sure what side they're on. I want legitimate, they don't know what to do. What do I do? Do I do I turn my back and the dude that had my back when I was almost, you know, you know, yeah, fired or whatever it is? Exactly. You know what I mean? So Triple H and Shawn Michaels, they've been kind of dealing with this the whole time. And then out on you know judgment day like after backlash that's it bischoff's running wild bischoff basically runs the company at this point he's doing stuff that we talked about before where he's going in he's going into the truck and everything rick flair's been defeated vince is still nowhere to be seen vince has no idea what's going on anymore and and it's just it's uh, the rock austin no haven't seen them either we have no idea what's going on nwo is just running wild everywhere uh you know they, they have their own i want a thing on tv where they have they go every <laughs> I, I thought at one point every arena they go in, they just said this is too small, so they knock out the wall immediately to make it bigger for everybody. Like just like rampant destruction that eventually just turns into almost like a DX Express thing, except it's like a fleet. It's like two buses called the NWO buses, where they go from like you know what I mean, like something like that, where they have their own uppity like up up a muckety muck thing. So, mm-hmm. um, but building up to this, the week before, they've been silent this whole time, and then the week before, you know, like. Judgment Day is coming up. Uh, NWO has been running wild on everybody. Um, and uh, Ric Flair's out in the ring. And uh, he's appeasing with them. This is a broken Ric Flair. He's, you know, the people in the back don't respect him anymore. He's lost the match. Mm-hmm. He's going out to parlay. He's got, he says, uh, I've got nothing. It's like, what do you want? What do we want? I got, I can't, you know, because the whole idea is he's been like, I can't let this company sink. He's kind of got almost, you know, me, you know the the passive memories from from when he was in WCW. He doesn't want to see all these young kids lose their jobs, so he's sort of throwing them out there. It's like, what do you need me to do? Like, well, how can we stop this madness? Right. And they they said, there's nothing you can do to stop this madness. We were brought in to be poison, and poison's what you get. But nobody, you know, nobody thinks of it like that. So they start, they start once again. They start beating, and it's vicious. This one has to be. They're trying to, you know, like put the chair over his neck. And as soon as they're gonna like finish Ric Flair off, all of a sudden Triple H. And Shawn Michaels run down to the ring and they just start beating the crap out of the NWO. They start beating the crap out of the NWO. Uh, and they don't do anything, but it's the image. And they, you know, is this, your, this is your reunion. 
this is my reunion right now. And actually this this weird because this reunion was slightly planned. It's like, the, it's a little, about two months. I think I can milk this. I think I'd figure this out. So they don't say anything. They don't throw up the DX thing. You know, they're just pointing and visceralness. Like it's sort of like, we've had enough. You, this is not, you're not the friends that we remember and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ends with them sort of standing, you know, and they get their shots in there and they're, you know, I want complete shock on the face of like, the last image is uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels standing in the ring together you know, going like this with their hands and everything like that, not even like pointing, you know, with them side by side and, uh, and, and, you know, helping off Ric Flair and everything like that. And the NWO kind of shocked because they never thought that that would happen, you know, building up into judgment day and everything like that. I love it. Uh, but, uh, and then, oh, the, what's up? the chairman has another request. God, here we go. Uh, A kidnapping angle. Perfect. Needs to be uh, worked in. Okay. Because nothing's better than a kidnapping angle. That's okay. such good shit. <laughs> anyway. I thought this happened <laughs> in real life. Didn't Stone Cold kidnap Scott Hall? No, I mean, didn't. <sighs> yeah, he kidnapped Scott Hall and it was pouring beer. I thought he kidnapped Kurt Angle. He might have also, he... but he definitely kidnapped Scott Hall. I remember okay. Scott Hall tied to the chair and he has like a gag in his mouth. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, <laughs> so during, uh, we, we go into judgment day and like, once again, going into judgment day and everything like that, like Hogan has sort of assumed this sort of like, I've conquered the King. The King's not, you know, I, I, why, why, I mean, Hogan in real life, why should I move for any man? That's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like really the Hollywood Hulk Hogan turned up to 13, you know, Hall and Nash, they sort of like, they basically have these other members of the NWO to do stuff for them. You know what I mean? And it's really just sort of like rampant company and the guys that are left, you know, the guys like Edge, you know, like the, you know, guys like Bradshaw and everything have sort of banded together at this point. So, and Judgment Day is when WWE starts to get a little, once again, you're doing sort of with the exception of, once again, I leave a lot of the Undisputed Championship stuff alone because I really just want that to play out the way it did. But you can't help, I will say this, going into Judgment Day, a lot of the, the, the championship matches will stay the same. The thing that I want to change about it is this is when, you know, Hogan starts going like, you know, starts, you know, it starts going like, you know, I don't have it all. We don't have it all yet. We need to start. We need to start getting some of this gold. Like before, before it was never about the gold. It was just like, we're going to, we're going to go in. We're going to be dominant. Now I'm going to get, now that we have all, all these people on our side, let's just go take these championships. Why, why, why earn it? We're the NWO. Let's tear some stuff up and pick and, you know, scavenge the ashes later. Um, so there's little whispers and everything like that leading, leading into it. Uh, of sort of like offhanded comments by you know Hogan Hall or Nash to the to the undis- you know to Chris Jericho or whatever and everything like that. Uh, so then Judgment Day is another one. It's it's you know matches with Bradshaw and Edge and other members of the NWO and they start WWE starts to pull ahead a little bit. It's sort of like the idea. This whole pay per view is the idea of the of the of a cornered animal type who, thing. Who like be, who would be your WWF savior? My WWF savior is perfect because this is exactly what happens. So. The idea is for Judgment Day, you put Lesnar in a match with Jericho okay. for, for the Undisputed Championship, just to see, you know, to, to, to get it in there, you know, to, to have it put in. Just, uh, just to add my own little sprinkling in there. I mm-hmm. would like to see if that's going to happen. I want Hogan beforehand to say to Lesnar, you win the title for me, and then you hand it to me. Yeah, that's that's the whole idea. I wanted to do the finger poke of doom again. Yeah. <laughs> cool. 
it's just like you know and and it's again I, and lesnar is this is all about making lesnar look good he doesn't you know so jericho goes out there and again he takes the starts taking the lesnar beating and everything like that um and again you know it's it's there you know there's there everybody's watching it and he puts him up for he kicks out of one f5 he's the undisputed champion he he, he beat uh the rock and austin in one night so he's got to kick out of one f5 uh, and then he goes to give him the second one. And everybody, you know, just when everybody thinks that he's dead and everything like that, suddenly the glass breaks. The glass breaks, and Austin runs down, and he just clobbers, clobbers Lesnar, just clobbers Lesnar, um, throws him over. NWO starts filtering out, and Austin does that thing where he can punch a line of guys a lot, like <laughs> and everything. Uh, uh, and and sort of everybody's coming out, everybody's coming down uh with with the nwo and then all of a sudden the rocks music hits this is exactly what i wrote this is crazy that this came up uh the rocks music hits and he comes down and now they're back and every they get their ass kicked doesn't matter they get their ass kicked it ends with them sort of like you know you know sort of fighting into the 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 nothingness of the void of the nwo but as they do the rest of the locker room starts coming out starts coming out all the mid carters edge everybody that's selling team wwe and it starts really dividing triple h and and sean michaels they come out and everything like that um, and it ends with just this huge brawl with with realizing that with NWO realizing maybe they haven't defeated the WWE as much as they thought they did. Okay. Um, and then that bringing into that Monday Night Raw kind of goes right into well, them. Before we get to Monday Night Raw, the chairman has a demand. I love it. For tonight's show. Ooh, this is an easy one. It's a good one. Okay. It's got to be a heel turn tonight. I got it. All right. Wait on me. Um, so they opens up and everything like that. Um, WWE locker room comes out. They're with Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to roll over to stuff like that. Austin's out there. The Rock's out there. It's, you know, you, you make all beings like there's not much we see eye to eye on, but we see eye to eye in this. We got to stop the MWO, stuff like that. A, uni- a real united WWE. You know what I mean? Not, okay. you know, guys who, you know, like, you know, most of the day, I don't, you know, sort of like, most of the time, I don't like you, but, I, you know, I, this is where I work, and that's the one thing we do have in common, so we see eye to eye on this. Mm-hmm. And the main event that night is uh, is booked to um, be Hogan versus uh, Chris Jericho. Okay. Okay. And for the Undisputed Championship. Okay. Through it, the NWO comes out. Chris Jericho's fired up. Says you, I could beat you in a match tomorrow. You're blah 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 blah. I'm the undisputed. I'm the. I am the undisputed champion. So they booked that match that night. Mm-hmm. Match goes on. Um, it's, it's great. It's great. Once again, fancy booking. It's a great match between Hogan and uh, Jericho. I think it would be back then. I actually really at that point it probably would have been a very good match. Um, midway through it, uh, you know, he gets him in the walls of Jericho, right? Gets him in the walls of Jericho. All of a sudden, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash run out. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden the rock and Austin run out, but then, you know, out comes, you know, and he gets them out, but then out comes X-Pac and all of a sudden, you know, and, and, and who's going to stop X-Pac. So edge runs down and everything like that. And then as edge runs down, he spears Jericho off of Hogan. And uh, Hogan gets the win and uh, edge, you know, they throw a shirt to edge because he's the ultimate opportunist and who's a better heel than edge. When he want at that era, like for him to kind of get that push, like he's his mentality to be a heel. 
This is, 2000, it, it, this is 2002, so it's a uh, it's a little earlier than you know yeah. rated R superstar Ultimate Opportunist, but obviously he has it in him. He was, but he was being showcased on the roster as young talent at the time. Yeah, and with he the was Rob Zombie song, I think, one night. Yes, yeah. he had the that's, he had the Rob Zombie song. You're exactly right. Right. Um. So, and he had started doing heelish stuff around this time a little bit. So I think this would jumpstart his big heel turn by about four or five years. But I think this would work for him. If you're going to do uh, somebody who's showcased on TV, you do, and especially through this showcasing edge in these NWO matches, making him sort of building him up as the tried and true w- new kind of new blood the end of uh, WWE. And then all of a sudden he heel turns. That's what I'm going for. I got you. Cool. Yeah. So that's what I would do with that. And now Hogan's your champion, though, which was always the way it was supposed to go. I was just going to be like, they, you know, they, they weren't going to stun gun him, but he was going to win. Right. Because it, I, I wanted to also do the thing where it's like, you, the, the whole idea of the promo was being like, you could have you had that match, but you gave it to Lesnar. And then, and then I, you know, and then and he didn't even win it. Right. And he says, it's like, I can have that match anytime I want. I know the owner. I want it tonight. How about tonight? You want to you go tonight type thing? That was always going to, I figured that's such a Hogan thing to do. I agree. So now Hogan is your undisputed champion. Did he win? He won that. He won it when he was on SmackDown. Yeah, but he didn't have the two belts. Yeah, he didn't have the two belts. Hogan that was a two gorgeous belt. title, though. That undisputed title was gorgeous. That undisputed title is my. There's a. I I almost dropped like eight hundred bucks to get the Eddie Guerrero edition oh. one. Yeah. Because it's literally the best. It's one of the. I always thought, of, why not bring that championship back instead of one that looks like I can buy it in KB Toys. Well. Uh. So we are up to yeah. And now we're rolling into King of the Ring. King of the Ring. Right. So, I mean, Hogan's your champion. And the next month of television at that is just Hogan's your champion. The NWO is champion. But now the NWO is going to start going after other other belts and everything like that. So King of the Ring, just building up to that, I need to start. Uh, I <laughs> really like the idea of a program with Scott Hall and William Regal. <laughs> For the Intercontinental Championship, I want to definitely build that because Regal's just so good, and he was doing his Englishman stuff at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see, I, I, you know, to see to him and sort of like, to, I don't know how you act in the NWO, but over in WWE we have manners. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know. And I really do believe that again. This is level-headed Scott Hall. I think this could be a great match. So definitely building uh, Regal versus Scott Hall, um, and then. I want to take Edge with his new found healdom, and I want to have him feud with Tommy Dallas Page for the uh, European champion at this point, uh, especially because, I mean, Dallas would fucking make the kid look like a million bucks. And, at the, and he, I mean, he was, he could wrestle, he could still wrestle now, but then, I mean, he could definitely give a good match then. Right. So we're going to put them together in the Cruiserweight Championship because I like, this is why I put Billy Kidman in the NWO. I want Tajiri Kidman feuding for the, for the Cruiserweight Championship going into, uh king of the ring and that's pretty much everything that i want to do for that well no it's not because you have a demand from the uh, chairman here do it at king of the ring the nwo has to be completely laid out by one person oh perfect (laughs) okay so this is actually just lines up really good um so building up the judgment and then building into judgment day, your uh, your undisputed championship opponent, because they finally broke their silence. Um, you know, it, you, it's going to be an Austin came back. It's going to be Austin. Austin wants his rematch. 
Austin wants his rematch with Hogan. Austin wants, uh, sorry, I'm out of frame. Austin wants his rematch with Hogan. Austin wants to, uh, one more, you know, go, go back into that. Mm-hmm. Um, full support from locker room, big, big title match. He goes, that's your main event for King of the Ring. Um, but it's going to be stipulation. It's going to be a lumberjack match. Um, one side NWO guys and the other side uh, WWE guys. Now these matches are notoriously, you know, iffy at best. However, I think given what I want to happen right now, mm-hmm. uh, this would work and everything. Uh, and you know, if, 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 if you need Austin to just kind of do chain wrestling with Hogan, I think he can do that. Um, so you have your lumberjack match. Everybody goes into it just for the record. Edge absolutely, uh, a- absolutely uh, wins against DDP. William Regal is beaten by uh, um, uh, Razor Ramon. And your undisputed championship match going into that. Uh, basically, what happens during that is you get a you get, you get a good fight out of two of them. Um, and once again, like Hogan wins by shenanigans. But it's shenanigans that it's it's through something where the NWO dis- distracts the refs. They don't see what it is. And it's just one of those things with the WWE locker room. They've had enough. Like Hogan's raise at the end and all of a sudden, like it's almost like, remember when the, when the Nexus debuted and they started tearing stuff up and they started tearing more stuff up and they started tearing more stuff. Like that kind of gradually, you realize that these guys are really pissed and it's not just a fight in the ring. They start really fighting the NWO. And like they start surrounding Hogan. And Hogan realizes that he's the only one in the ring. And all of a sudden, you know, Hall and Nash, they they scramble into the ring. It's the only way they can go. They can't get past this melee. And it's just the three of them all of a sudden around the ring, all of the NWO is laid out, and Hall, Hogan, and Nash are just stuck in the ring. You know, Hogan's gripping on the two belts and everything like that. And the entire WWE locker room is just ascending, sort of like the shield, except there's 50 of them into the ring and they just descend on Hogan and then they just beat the crap out of him. That's how the pay-per-view ends. All right, I got I got some bad news. Oh no! While you were talking, I was letting you finish up the pay per view. Okay. However, at, immediately following the pay per view, one of our superstars. Um, oh. You're gonna hear my dog barking. Uh, okay. But one of my one of our superstars, and I don't know who yet, um, found himself in a precarious situation, and unfortunately. Precarious. The WWE, the WWF has to let them go. Future endeavored. Someone's getting fired. Oh, great. Let's see Please. who it is. Any of the three main guys. <laughs> Don't ruin this. Damn it. Scott Hall, isn't it? No, it's not Scott Hall. Please. Oh, man. This is, this is awesome. actually, you, you got away easy with this, I think. Okay. It's a big show. Okay, that's actually I didn't have I just I just I just needed him to be part of the NWO. Okay, that's good. That, that's I think fine. I think you dodged a big one there. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. All right. So what are we? We just finished Judgment, King of the Ring. We're on we're building up to Vengeance, and then we got SummerSlam. Okay, perfect. So, um, so we got King of the Ring. King of the Ring ends with them all laid out, uh, and then. Can I write Big Show off TV? No, he's gone. Just gone. He's just he's not gone. there anymore. Yep. Like okay. okay. Um. All right. That's fine. Like he never uh, was. Um. So the, again, you start that week of shows. It's uh sort of building up momentum for WWE, the locker room again. They have to start. They've been getting their ass kicked for three months almost by the NWO. Hogan's got the championship. I mean, even out of that backlash, you had Edge 
when the European Championship and you had um, uh, la, 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 and you had Scott Hall win the Intercontinental Championships, you've got you know majority of the gold at this point is starting to leak its way to the NWO. Mm-hmm. And by again, by the way, meanwhile this whole time I'm still building this. Hey, is as you know, has have you seen Taker? Is has I think I saw him talking to Kevin Nash. You saw him talking to Kevin Nash. You know what I mean? It's another guy that's kind of been silent. And everybody's sort of, you know, that everybody through this whole week's every these these next couple of shows, everybody starts to rally. The, the locker room's starting to build up a little bit of steam. They have to start to do something about this. Ric Flair's sort of back to being a little more Ric Flair and everything like that and trying to inspire them. He's sort of become their leader. Again, nobody knows who the fuck Vince is. Just <laughs> defeated, not still not around. So long without Vince. Uh, I love it. Um, so we're building this whole way up into vengeance. Uh, during vengeance, you start we get we start to see a lot more of uh, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. Uh, they are not happy with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. They're just saying, you know, I don't understand why you're doing this. You know, blah blah blah. Like this is you may not have been here, but we have been here the almost the whole time. We have, you know, this is where we work and everything. Like, what happens if this place goes down? We're we gonna like, don't worry, we'll take care of you. And it's like again, but what about the rest of the locker room? What? Don't worry about us. What about the other guys? You know. So they're trying to, that's the narrative that you're, I'm trying to display here with them. So that's going to lead to during the week, a match with uh, Spike Dudley and Taz versus the Outsiders, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, midway through, where they are going to win the tag team championships. Mm-hmm. Okay. And during that, during that next week with them now, now, so now Scott Hall has two belts. He's got the Intercontinental, which I think is hilarious. I think, it, I think that'll be just really funny. And then Kevin Nash has got the, uh, the other uh, tag belt. So it's him and Kevin Nash, now the tag team champions. Edge is the European champion. Uh, and the Intercontinental Championship is, uh, is uh, Scott. So going into, going into Vengeance, I want your main event to be a, a tag match between Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Again, they're not doing anything yet. It's just, you know, this is literally like, I want to call it the curtain call match. Okay. And I want it to be for the, it'd be for the, um, it'll be for the tag team championships. This is going to be a little bit of a transitional thing. Okay. Well, um, before you get there, um, oh, no. there's been a surprise hiring. Oh God. Mantar. There are a few random guys I put in there to be possible. Repo Man is back. <laughs> it's oh come on. Tell me it's Repo Man. <laughs> the big show again? <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh it's Sting. You now have Sting available to you. I mean, do I have to debut this right now? No, I gotta say this. You right? have that in your arsenal. Okay. I now have you better okay. use them though. We're paying him good money. Yeah, I mean, well, I just you know, I just heard about this. Sorry. <laughs> so we got. I don't know why we've been doing this. It's, it's a little over an hour, so we don't need to. Uh, we don't need to go as in depth. I don't want to keep you here all night. So we're at vengeance right now. All we're right, so you know, I'm going to fast track some of this actually right now. Okay, I'm going to fast track this because so, vengeance is really just going to be about that match. Um, and they're gonna, they're uh, the main event is Triple H, Shawn Michaels versus the Outsiders for the for the tag team championships, okay. which I also think is bold to have. I, I like when they do different types of main events that aren't just for I the. Agree with you. It's an easy way to make all the championships. And I think something exactly, and 
And I think you could build that very well to past friendships, past histories. So that's what you're building to. And they will win. They will win. They will take the tag team championships from them. Okay. They will win. They will take the tag team championships. And we're going to fast- seeing them as DX yet. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you why, because it's sort of like, we're seeing them as representatives of the WWE right now. They're not throwing up the, the suck and stuff. This is, they're mad. This is a different kind of Shawn Michaels and Triple H. They're upset. They're upset that they're friends. They feel betrayed. This is sort. Do you remember like when when Shawn Michaels just kept punching Jericho in the face in the non-sanctioned match? Yes. Like that yes. kind of Shawn Michaels and that kind of determined Triple H. Like this is, this is this is a grudge match. Okay. Um. So we're gonna fast track to we're fast tracking all the way to SummerSlam. SummerSlam main event will be Hogan versus The Rock. Finally getting that match. I think it's better at some be better at SummerSlam. Uh, the Rock is going to lose that match because I need Hogan to still have these belts for another I'm pay-per-view. Interrupt you right there. Message from the chairman, and it's my favorite oh, one. I can't believe it actually popped up. Go ahead. Uh, SummerSlam had a visitor, Mister Bob Backlund, <laughs> has walked into the arena. Like randomly walked in. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, were you going to tell Bob Backlund no, he can't come in? Oh, he's doing the he's doing the opening ceremonies. What are you talking about? Of course he's there. So he's coming uh, out, he's coming out to pomp and circumstance and everything like that. Okay. He's gonna okay. do the uh, uh, you know he's gonna do the uh, pledge of allegiance with the crowd, okay. you know Senator okay. Bob. But in the middle of it, because of the beating they've been taking, all of a sudden the NWO music hits, mm-hmm. and uh, out comes the Hogan Hall and Nash, and they destroy Bob Backlund, throw him out of the ring, and say uh, uh, how upset they are. It's like this is it. You know we're gonna we're not gonna take this anymore. This is. You know, Rocky Maivia, get down here right now. And we start with the, the main event. That night, Hogan comes out, he's mad. He starts with the, he throws out Bob Black and we start with the main event. Okay. To which The Rock loses because, and I didn't want to do this, but I thought I needed something to make them really upset. He's got to get tased. Okay. He's got to get tased. Uh, they do the match. And it's just one of those things where younger guy type stuff, you got to see the, if, uh, the story that Hogan could tell if this guy keep besting him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he gets tased and they come out on top. The crowd is upset. Everybody's upset. We move. Uh, it, it should be a really good main event though. It just, it has to end with the, that, that kind of ending. Cause it'll be a throwback. I like it. Moving on so to unforgiven. Well, how does SummerSlam end? If it, if it's opening with the world. Oh, right. I started with that. I just, I, I changed it. Cause you got Bob Backlund coming to the fucking room with me. Oh, perfect. I'm going to just pull this out of my ass right now because I almost forgot about this. So your main event at SummerSlam is actually going to be... Um, so building up to SummerSlam as well, we had I told you I, the Kevin Nash taker stuff. Mm-hmm. So before SummerSlam, taker's going to get called out by the locker room. Who are you? You know, you can't be... You know, we're supposed to... You're supposed to be locker room leader. We haven't seen you leading lately. Where have you been in the locker room? You know, I got Austin and Rock in there. They came, came back. Where are you? That's just this is obviously going to upset take very much. You know, he's sort of you know he's the strong silent type, so he doesn't like people in his business and everything like that. Right. Now he feels like now he can't be trusted. And this gets him heated because that it's revealed that he was never planning on joining the NWO, and everybody just needs to calm down, stay out of my business. I'm always here. I'm always here for you guys. That's all you need to worry about. Um, and then you know through uh, what, what's really cool is while this is all going on, there's going to be a knock at the door because this is happening in take and taker. You know, this happened in the locker room. All of a sudden, it's going to say delivery for um, uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Calloway. Mr. Taker. Oh, okay. so it's going to be say Mr. Calloway. Okay. And everybody's going to be like, what? And it's going to be 
they're going to open up the box and it's going to be uh, an NWO shirt with a Taker decal on it. And then everybody in the locker room is going to throw it out. Everybody's going to walk out of the locker room. And this is going to piss Taker off and he's going to start confronting Nash about all this. He's like, I never said yes to anything. You're doing this. You ruined my reputation in the back. And that's going to start their collision course even more because that they're going to be the main event of SummerSlam. Taker versus a sort of a WrestleMania 13 rematch, if you will. Uh, and that'll close out that to which I think because I haven't, I've only used Nash very little. He's got to go overtake on this because they just, the NWO just got their ass kicked for a, a little while. So they need, they need uh, this big shenanigans win, especially because I know how I'm ending this. So it's going to end with Diesel going over uh, take. Mm -hmm. um, never a clean win. You're in the NWO. That's my rule. Um, Pulls the tights probably. Over the course of the next month. So we just ended SummerSlam. Yes. Somebody has to leave the end. This is from the chairman, by the way. Okay. Uh, someone has to leave the NWO and side with the WWF. Someone has to get fed up. Because, damn it, pal, the WWF doesn't look cool anymore. <laughs> someone has to like us best. <laughs> So, can I... Ch nah, I can't do that. Can I change something? No, you've already booked it. I'm sorry, it's already, it's already out on TV. Already okay, cool. So Because we know that the number one rule of the WWE yeah. is you have to adhere to what you have presented on television. That's sarcasm. Uh -huh. But in this case, I'm not letting you unbook something. That's so who's fair. it going to be? Who's leaving the NWO? Okay, so I actually will have my little list of people who are in here right now. Okay. So it'll be Brock. Okay. Because I'll tell you why. <laughs> um, it'll be Brock. Brock uh, Brock will get the big push. He'll showcase him. But then he kind of feels like, well, you know, I want a real shot at the belt and everything like that. You know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I am, I am the future. You're not the future. Stuff like that, you know, again. And... What's going to start to happen with Brock is he's going to be backstage and he's going to be introduced by a man named Paul Heyman, formerly known as Paulie Dangerously. And Paul Heyman is going to be, you know, you've really got a lot of potential in it. You know, I, I, if you get five minutes, I'd love to talk to you about some stuff. And you're going to see stuff like that. And all of a sudden, that Heyman-Lesnar dynamic is going to start to, to form while he's already got the cloud of being around the NWO and being surrounded by these huge stars and being in these high-profile matches. Along comes Paul Heyman, you know, who's probably the ultimate manager opportunist, scoops him right up. Mm -hmm. Um, starts getting in his ear and on the, we'll say the go home show for what would be on unforgiven now, mm -hmm. actually at unforgiven we'll book the match uh, in order to screw with Hogan uh, in order to screw with Hogan. Um, he, he puts, he puts uh, Lesnar in a match. He puts a Lesnar in a match with him for the undisputed championship. He says, well, I, you know, I can do whatever I want. I, I, I book the shows here, too. So I, I say that you got to fight Brock Lesnar. And Hogan thinks, you know, it's like, all right, everything's, you know, it's going to be fine and everything like that. It's, that's going to be fine. He's on my side. How bad could this possibly be? And, um, you know, when they're doing the, I like contract signings. So you do the contract signing. Um, and as Lesnar's looking at the contract, everybody's looking at it, he goes, you know, I really should have my manager look over this. You don't mind if I introduce you to my manager. And then Paul Heyman comes down and everything and says, you know, says, you know, do the niceties and everything like that. 
and uh, has him sign it and everything. And then Paul Heyman will do a promo, something, say something like, uh, here's the thing, you know, Brock Lesnar, I truly believe that you are the, you are history and he is the next big thing. And then Lesnar cold clocks Hogan and, and, and everything like that. And they leave the ring, but he's no longer in the NWL. He's out for he's, he's out for himself now. And he's on team WWE. Uh, and that's so and that and that builds to your match at uh, Unforgiven, your main event, Hogan versus Lesnar, which is going to be a real match now. Um, how's Hogan going get to get out of this one? Uh, it's very simple. He doesn't. <laughs> He's very simple. He doesn't. He, uh, Lesnar beats him. Lesnar beats him. And it's sort of that that doesn't really that may fast that only fast tracks Lesnar by about two months, just so everybody knows, because he was uh, no, in real life. He won the championship at SummerSlam. What? Oh, it only oh, so it holds him back only a month. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, either way, so this tracks for me. Then. So yeah, so he's gonna beat Hogan for the belt, uh, and he's gonna bring it to WWE. He's not gonna be like blah blah. We'll save that stuff for later. They're gonna come out and cheer it. They brought the belt. He's brought the belt, and he has the two belts the whole time. I, I think that's still the best way to do it for this era right now. Um, next night, uh, you know they've got the belts and everything like that. NWO's livid. Next night, uh, we're going, and this whole month, they're back to they're back to vengeance again. Hogan's pissed. Uh, but a big thing's going to happen this month. A really fucking big thing's going to happen this well, month. Well, because... you're right. A big thing is going to happen this month. Yeah. Because the chairman was looking around the locker room, and there was one face that stood out to him. And he said, you know what? That's the next big star. That was a bad Vince. Um, he has decided... That the Japanese buzzsaw, Tajiri, needs to get a rocket strapped to his ass. Doesn't That's to, great. Doesn't have to become undisputed champion. No, he's still cruiserweight champion right now. Still cruiserweight champion. So he just and needs uh, to, I think he needs to be. Yeah, here. I, I think um, during a match with uh, uh, during a uh, European Championship match on TV mm-hmm. with Edge. Uh, I think um, during uh, after the match, Edge beats him. Starts going. Ed, Edge beats his opponent. Uh, gets the as Edge would want to do. Go on the mic and start talking about how great and awesome he is. And there's no one back there. I've, you know, he can. He should make. He should make stuff up. And uh, you know, being like, I've fought Japan. I've shown all these other places, and I've beat everybody. And all of a sudden, Tajiri comes out, and it's just green mists him right away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but Edge will be talking all the time. And it's like, just say something. What do you want? You want to fight for me this belt? You want me to fight for your little cruiserweight? Ch-? And that just starts because that would actually be a great reaction. And you put them into a program together for the uh, Intercontinental Championship that will culminate at no mercy in a ladder match. The or the European? European, excuse me, excuse me. European Championship. Okay. Uh, big high profile match. Give it a lot of good storytelling and everything. Promos in the ring. Just, showcase to Gary. Just on the flip to put a pause yeah. on everything. If Tajiri joined the NWO, having yeah. a black mist, his black mist, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't think of that. That'd be pretty cool, right? I always think of green mist. <laughs> green, well, that's something I love about the, the mists is how, you know, there's green, there's blue, there's black, there's yellow, there's red, and each one does a different thing. Yeah, each one, because green technically blinds you. For like a like, period of time. Black yeah. blinds you for like months. Yeah. I think Japan, yellow, yellow burns. Yellow's burn. Yellow burns, and Blue so puts you to sleep. Red, yeah, no, yellow puts you to sleep. Red burns. Oh yeah. Something. Uh, okay, God, I have so many weird notes on here. Okay, so during these months building up to No Mercy, though, something very interesting is going to happen. 
uh, as the NWO is kind of tearing Wanton through things, you know, Hogan's Hogan's off the charts and everything like that. They're attacking everybody and they're they're doing stuff like remember when they threw Rey Mysterio, like they're they're back to doing gang stuff. Like he kind of tells every member that's still in the NWO right now that's still, you know, it's like you go out, we remember who we are. It's like get my title match back, stuff like that. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're spray painting everything. It's, it's getting really, it's getting really, uh, heavy. Listen, um, I've, I've paid Sting about $200,000 so far. Well, getting to it. I <laughs> haven't used them once. So, uh, no, I'm getting to it right now. This, this, so that first week that, that SmackDown show, um, in the middle of it, the lights go out in the middle of the there's there's gotta be there'll be a moment on there where there's the wwe guys and the w uh, and the nwo guys in the ring looking across from each other right but all of a sudden the lights will go out and i'm a big fan of this i don't care and the lights will come back up and the sting will just be in the middle of the ring literally like that that's the only way i could picture this happening the way that you could build to it is you know and every and and the NWO guys are gonna look at him. They're gonna be like, "Oh my God, it's Sting!" They're gonna think like that. He's gonna Sting's gonna have the bat, and the WWE guys are gonna be very wary. Like, and Rick's gonna be like, "Hey, what's up, man?" And Sting's gonna pick up the bat. He's gonna look at it, and he's gonna look at WWE, and he's gonna look at the NWO, and he's gonna go like, and they're gonna go like, "Yeah, yeah," and then he's gonna crack Hogan. He's gonna crack Hogan. And then Flair's going to go, well, he's going to do the Flair thing and everything like that. And Sting's going to side with the WWE in this moment. Mm -hmm. Sting is going to side with the WWE in this moment. Not because of the WWE, because he has to go against the NWO. Right. And it'll be black and white Sting, obviously. Okay. So that you have your Sting in there and everything. So building to no mercy, match between Sting and Hogan. Okay, let's let's make Starcade a, 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 a memory of the past. Um, so that builds up to that. Uh, this will this will be for the number one contendership going into Survivor Series, the number one contendership. So it'll be between Sting and Hogan. Hogan will win, um, obviously not clean, but it'll be a better match than Starcade. Um, so, but big, big, you know, big high profile match. You know, two two icons, vignettes, everything. Every week they're in the ring cutting promos across from each other. You're showing history between them. What uh, what WCW meant to Sting and how Hogan took that away from him with the NWO and how he helped. He was part of the reason that that company was destroyed and everything and his livelihood taken away. So that you build big profile, big icon versus icon match and everything. Uh, Hogan's got to win because Hogan's the ultimate heel right now. Uh, going into my big thing that I booked Survivor Series. Now, no Mercy is going to have a couple things happening on it. The ending will be um, Hogan standing tall over over Sting one, you know, uh, uh, when he when he never could before. Really, I, I think that'll be the first time that he beat him. Okay, in a while. And uh, so at the end of that, also we're going to see we're going to see a lot of rumblings. At the end of No, uh, we're going to see a lot of rumblings uh, during No Mercy of a certain group coming back. A lot of people are going to be talking with one another during this whole thing. And then we fast forward to TV, you have Triple H and Shawn Michaels come out and be like, you know, it occurred to me, we have a problem within WWE. It's a bit of a, a group problem. Maybe, you know, and it seems to me the way to fix a group is by bringing it, you know, something like that. It's like, you know, the way to till, you know, kill poison is to give it poison of its own. And that slowly starts reforming DX because what you're building to Survivor Series is DX versus NWO. Um, and it's going to start lightly. And they're going to be, they're going to kind of go up there and be like, I don't know. I, I like when, 
Shawn Michaels and Triple H always play dumb with things. So I wanted to go out and be like, now, Sean, what could that mean? I don't know, Hunter. What do you think that could mean? I don't know. I'll have to go back and think about it for a while. Like, everybody knows what they're talking about, but they won't we're, say it out loud. Gonna, we're going to reform right to censor. Yeah. Something, yeah. <laughs> something that, that, they, like, Sean keeps going like, I don't know, get Steven Richards in here. I have a couple ideas I want to throw past him. And the whole time, and, like, the NWO is very wary of this. Like, they, Scott Hall and Kevin, you know, they're like, you know, that I, you go and talk to your friend, you know, you think this, you, you think we're going to have a problem here? Like, that we don't, are they talking about because no one, I don't want anybody to even say the words DX right. until, you know what I mean? It's just, oh, I don't know. So like for a couple of weeks, they're like, oh, we're building, we're building, you know? And then like the second week before Survivor Series, when they start announcing, it'll be, it'll be team, they'll, they're like the second week they'll announce like that match. It'll be team WWE versus team NWO. Winner takes all. This is it. I've had enough of this. Um, and during this whole, uh, during this whole, uh, during this whole endeavor, like Triple H and Shawn Michaels are going back through all this. And that like during that week, it'll be either probably, uh, it'll probably be better at the end of the week. Cause I like to set up in raw. Well, let me tell you what's going to happen at the end of the week. Okay. You got another request. I don't have a request. The chairman does. The chairman has a request. Yeah, Go for I'm it. Just... <laughs> this is, this is a Dave special. Somebody oh, else has that. wandered into the arena. No, no, no. They what? didn't wander into the arena. Vince McMahon was sitting in his office and thought, damn it, we need some more humor. We need some more humor in this feud. Nothing, nothing sells tickets better than funny. What's the, most, what's the most funny character that's ever existed in the WWE? Doink the Clown. We need a Doink the Clown. We need a Doink the Clown segment. Perfect. I know exactly how I'm going to do this now. <laughs> Does it have to? Doesn't have to actually be Doink the Clown. It can be the. It can be Doink the Clown. Does it have to be Matt Bourne? Um, it does not have to be. I, I'll let you not be Matt Bourne. WWE owns the costume. They can okay. put anybody in it. Okay. Cool. Um. So, during this whole week of the announcement, like Triple H and Shawn Michaels are really going to start annoying uh, the NWO, like little ways, like little things, like they're going to start doing and every, uh, with just kind of annoying them. Um, and, and they're they're weary the whole time because they keep being like, yeah, we really got to figure out what are you doing? It's like, oh, it's an invitation to join our group and it, <laughs> or something like that. What are you thinking? Like, I don't know. Something really cool. Something edgy. Like, like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, like uh, D, 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 uh, D, dinosaur team. Dinosaur, di everybody likes dinosaurs, you know, stuff like that. And like Kevin Nash and Scott Hall are just like, Ugh, you know what I mean? And um, so during that week, um, what they're going to do is they're going to do like a whole, I know everybody has been wondering what we're talking about and we are going to introduce a new faction. Okay. And to help combat this whole thing. And, and we'd like to, introduce. And, and, and during this whole speech, the NWO comes out and they're like, you know, we're sick of this stuff. You're just going to do it, do the thing, do the, do the crotch chop. We're done with it. You know, like you want a match, we'll do the match at survivor series. We know. And they go, who don't know what you're talking about. And they said, we'd like to introduce the first member of the group. And then Doink the Clown music hit. And for all intents and purposes, down to the ring comes Doink the Clown. Like, oh, my God, what's going on? Like, Doink the Clown. Like, oh, geez, this is ridiculous. This is so dumb. That's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. And he comes out. He's got all these balloons, right? He's got all these balloons. And uh, he's got, like, a bushel of them. And he's got a pin. And he's walking in the ring. And he goes up to the, the, the Hogan Hall Nash. And he's just like, you know, pick a balloon, pick a balloon. And they're like, uh, they're like, 
uh, whatever, you know, go away. And he pops a bunch of them and underneath the balloons, it just says DX on one of the balloons, the last balloon standing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait a minute. And all of a sudden, Road Dog and Billy, uh, Billy Gunn run down out from the crowd with the, the hoods over their head and the bats, sort of like uh, Hogan and, and Nash did. And they start cracking the crap out of them. Uh, all of a sudden, Doink the Clown starts hitting them too. And he rubs off the makeup and you realize it's X-Pac. <laughs> you realize it's X-Pac the whole time. It's been X-Pac this whole time. And DX starts beating the crap out of the NWO. Um, God. And that's how you close out that show. And you realize at the end of it, it's the, you said you have to realize the contract you signed for this match at, at Survivor Series is not Team WWE versus Team NWO. It's Team DX versus Team NWO. So and that's, that's the biggest so you have X-Pac yeah. leaving the NWO. Yeah, it's the big surprise, yeah. Reforming DX. So what is what is your teams going to Survivor Series? My teams Series? are, uh, well, the teams, the only thing that, the only person that won't be on the NWO team is Hogan because he's got the he's got the title shot with Lesnar okay. at Survivor Series. But so, it'll be Scott Hall. It'll be, uh, it'll be Scott Hall. It'll be Kevin Nash. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. We'll do Mark Henry. We'll do Edge. And I need one more, right? Well, how, it's seven. How many people are usually in Survivor Series matches? It could be. They've changed it. You, some, some, for a while, it was four versus four. Then it became five versus five. Every now and then, there's like nine versus nine. All right. Well, we're going to stick to, we'll stick to because it's five versus five. It's five people, members of DX, five members of NWL. So it'll be... Yeah, it'll be Hogan. It'll be Hall and Nash, um, Mark Henry, Edge, and I don't know. Let's say Mo. Um, God, that's right. I had to get rid of Brock Lesnar. Um, <laughs> um, and we'll we'll put. Um, he sucks. No. Uh, fuck. You know what? Christian was part of the NWO. He's part of the mid card. It's gonna be Christian. Christian and Edge. Okay. There you go. I like that. So then you get Christian, a good tag team. You get a heavy with Mark Henry and you get, you know, all that. Uh, and then going into Survivor Series so I can finish this out so I'm not late for my dinner date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you, you do the big buildup, man. I do that whole we're finally going to war after this six months of like back and forth, everything. Uh, and I know I had notes for stuff to do with Bischoff, but I got to streamline this right now. Okay. Um, basically you, you do the whole big like we're going to war this is the final thing like do a better version of what they were trying to do during the invasion okay. um with the basically you know whatever team loses has to has to split up forever they don't have to leave the wwe but the team itself can't exist anymore so it's not like and that has to be specified because i always hate loser leaves wwe i'm like okay no the group is just the nwo is done or dx is done you know gotcha. what i mean gotcha by the way the whole month building up it's all classic dx screwing with nwo stuff like the whole back and forth thing um uh, good guys will go over in this one after all of the heartache and triumph uh obviously with dx standing tall in a really cool match that'll be your main event uh however uh at, uh however your champions for the most part will stay the same except lesnar will retain against hogan gotcha cool i kind of just streamed by all that so <laughs> does so the, the vince never comes back Oh no! Wait, I'm sorry. He's the reason they win the match. Okay. <laughs> he comes back during the uh, because it's gonna come down to uh, it'll come down to Hall. I don't want I, I everybody every Survivor Series always comes down to two guys, mm-hmm. uh, one one on one guy. 
I wanted to come down to just the two on two guys, you know, like obviously it has to be last man standing, but it's it, the bulk. I think that last, that second pin can come relatively quick because mm-hmm. it'll come down to Hall and Nash uh, and Triple H and Shawn Michaels with interference from Vince who uh, will come out from under the ring, but like undertaker, not like, not like from like, not like uh, undertaker out from under the ring, but like out from the side and everything like that. I gotcha. And he'll be the sh- and he'll be the one you know take all the credit on and the next he'll be day. Completely unshaven, he'll have a big. Well, no, actually, actually, yes, that was it. It was gonna be it was gonna be Mountain Man Vince, where and like that was my whole idea of that he would sort of his. The, 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 I, I can't get into this right now, but no, I wrote this fine. whole thing of like how Vince basically went like to the Colorado Rockies for like to find himself, to find himself, and it was just like. <laughs> I wanted them to do vignettes of him chopping wood. <laughs> but yeah, basically, and then they'll stand tall. But I, I, that's that's the best I can do under the circumstances that I have. <laughs> hey, what you put together, even with all the curveballs and whatnot that were thrown at you. I it, kept TV going. It made more sense than what actually happened. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Thank you, David. A, a three-month storyline that we got in real life. You stretched it out to six months. Yeah. I mean, it's it's no secret. Just have the heels win a lot because everybody's always, if you have good heels, then everybody's going to keep waiting until they get beat. You can keep that going for a year if you got a good heel. Yep. Now, real quick. Go ahead. Great job. Thank you. My idea for this. Okay. As soon as WWE realized that Hogan was going to get cheered, Rather than breaking Hogan up from the NWO and all that shit, I would have done a double double turn. I would have had The Rock join the the NWO. NWO. Well, I mean, everybody... Because uh, because you had had Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Hollywood Rock. What was Rock about to do? Yeah. I'd I'd have him start going by as Dwayne Johnson. You know, just, I'm not The Rock anymore, I'm Dwayne Johnson. If he has story. to, if he has to go away and film a fucking movie in the middle of the summer, Scorpion King two or whatever the fuck it was, have him do that. Film a vignette with him once a week and whatnot. Him here, I am on my movie set. Wish I could be there, you know, yada yada yada. Wish I could be there, but not really. And that, exactly. <laughs> and I also love the idea of The Rock saying he's going to kill the WWF because he's no longer going to be a part of it, so it dies with him. Because I am the WWF. I am the WWF. That's been my idea of how WWF. You always have these outlandish. I always liked, like, I remember at one point you like one. If, if, if I could request one thing to rebook on here, uh, I would like to to request to rebook how the streak ended. Uh, because I always liked your idea of I can of how the Undertaker never really had to retire. Mm-hmm. Where you were just like, uh, you know, well, you may not see me. I'm always here, and like shenanigans happen in a match. Yeah, the, the lights, lights go, out. The lights go yeah. out. The, the overseeing eye, you know, that the guy could freaking drop dead in real life. That doesn't mean he has yeah. to leave WWE programming. You just freaking, have to hear the gong. You just have to hear the gong, and then all you know, something the, the heel needs to the lights need to come up, and the heel needs to be laid out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they basically did that kind of storyline with uh, when they did the Extreme Rules match. They were like, "I am the I am the conscience of the WWE." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." My friend Dave said this for years. Right. Well, the I other thing said, I, I never got um, wizard beard, w- wizard bald gothic. You know, dra- as soon as that streak ended, 
I wanted to see him. I wanted to see his duster be like faded in color. Ragged. Yeah. yeah, you know, like so, like the fucking life was drained out of him, and now all of a sudden. You know what's weird about that storyline? If you like listen to the behind the scenes and everything that the that he was dealing with at the time, like not believing in himself, I'm like, that's pretty much. I don't know why you didn't just do that. Like, that's right. pretty much what you were pitching. Is it's sort of like a, a shadow of himself, right. because you know I like that Bray Wyatt match. <laughs> all right, brother. Good job. All right, man. I'll have me back on again if you can, man. I'd oh, love yeah. to. I love this stuff. Absolutely. Tell everybody uh, where they can follow. Do you want people to follow you on social media? Check out your uh, yeah, stand-up I have a comedy? Twitter. I have yeah. a Twitter. Talk about uh, let them know. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, um, I'm a, at Motley987. And then on Twitter, I just got a new one that I have to read it out loud. Okay. <laughs> and then on Twitter, I am. Should let everybody know your Joe does uh, stand-up comedy. Yeah, I do. He's a very funny guy. Thank you, David. Funny I actually, uh, looking. <laughs> anybody can, if anybody uh, is interested, check my uh, check my Facebook page. Just just look up Joe Winchell on Facebook. I always post all my dates there on Instagram, and my Twitter is apparently not working right now, so I can't remember what the hell it's called. I just I'll, got this. I'm not, good at, I'm not I'll good at I'm not good at social media. But uh, if you're on my Instagram, on oh, it's on my Instagram. I know my Twitter is on there. Okay, there you go, brother. Trying to be more social media conscious. Yeah. Great so. job. Thank you for doing Thanks, this. Thanks, Dave. No problem, man. Yeah. See you later.